0: Hey there! Welcome to episode 81 of the Authors Read Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Ryan. Today's guest is Wendy Tamis Robbins, and she'll read from her book, The Box An Invitation to Freedom from Anxiety. The Box An Invitation to Freedom from Anxiety by Wendy Tamis Robbins. Introduction no one can construct for you the bridge upon which precisely you must cross the stream of life. No one but you yourself alone. Friedrich Nietzsche. Years ago, a friend told me that if I look up at the stars long enough, they will begin to take shape. And in them, I'd find beautiful constellations. What once seemed like chaos suddenly makes perfect sense. That night, I looked up at the sky and saw my anxious state reflected in the darkness. My mind shattered into a million pieces and scattered across the sky. The stars represented my thoughts, beliefs, dreams, fears, and memories. Looking at them all at once overwhelmed me. I saw only chaos, no order. They didn't make sense to me because I didn't make sense to me. All I knew was that they were all a part of me and had settled into my bones. At the beginning of my journey, I didn't know how they were all related or connected. I was still just a passive observer, seeing only stars with no meaning and offering no direction. But what if I did the work to find the constellations? What if I sat with them long enough for the magic to happen? The magic when one star connects to another and another, and they begin to take form. What if I allowed the pieces of my puzzle to shift around inside of me as I sifted through the painful places, giving my fears a face and my shame a name? What if, over time, this opened my heart enough so the constellations became clear and the pieces of the puzzle fit together to reveal the picture I was always meant to see? When I was first searching for a way to finally overcome my anxiety, I was talking with this friend about fear and my saboteurs. I described my loudest saboteur as a familiar voice that had been with me for many years. When that voice was loud and stern, telling me I was unsafe or unworthy, I was comfortable fighting back at times. I would get bigger and louder and force it into the shadows where it became a mere whisper, until it inevitably resurfaced. But sometimes... The voice had a well-reasoned argument and brought me into the shadows with it. Either way, it was omnipresent. Where was this voice coming from? Why couldn't I do things that other people did with ease, things that excited and inspired me, that my spirit and soul longed for? The voice of my saboteur felt relentless and cunning, finding ways to hold me back and silence my authentic voice until I grew too tired to fight anymore. I knew this voice was my fear talking, and I was choosing to let it take over my life and sit in the driver's seat, but it never felt like a choice. I was conscious it was happening, but it felt very much like it was happening to me, and it was completely out of my control. I couldn't remember handing over the keys because I didn't remember ever having them in the first place. My more challenging struggle was with the softer, quieter voice. When I had banished it into the shadows, I thought I was free and in control. But the voice crept under my skin without permission and seeped into my bones without me realizing it. It changed my thoughts and I was unaware of the subtle shift. In the moment, I believed it was my own voice. It was a whisper on the winds during a beautiful walk in the woods telling me I'd gone too far and was dangerously lost. It was a convenient excuse to avoid going out in public because of a slight change in schedules or weather. The loud saboteur demanded a sharp turn off my path. Sometimes I could clearly see what was happening in the moment and wept as I felt fear turning the wheel. A deep sense of disconnection from my true self grew inside me, but I could not control the anxiety, so I let it happen but the softer, more subversive suggestions put into motion small shifts that over time led me down a path that I never consciously chose. The subtle nudging along the way was less perceivable, but not any less painful when I looked up and wondered, how did I get here? I needed to find the source of the fear, the dread, the panic, and the anxiety that was writing my story. And that meant I needed to identify my saboteur and understand its motivation. That's when I saw the first line connect one star to another and had an overwhelming feeling that this was the first step on my journey, my journey out of that shadow and into the light, where I could find my truth and reclaim my life. A few days after that discussion, I meditated on the voice of my saboteur. I described it to myself as strong, argumentative, persuasive, manipulative, and opportunistic. I remembered hearing it on beautiful warm days when it slithered through the quiet sacred spaces like a snake in the grass, reminding me that the calm I felt was fleeting and my momentary peace was undeserved. Or when I'd roll down the window of my car on that first spring day, in the moment I felt pure joy, the voice reminded me how easily I could die in a car accident. Or when I finally felt loved and it convinced me that once my broken pieces were exposed, I would be ashamed and abandoned. Still meditating, a striking and unexpected image appeared to me. It was the Wizard of Oz. It was the actual large green head with fire blazing on either side of it. What the hell was the Wizard of Oz doing in my meditation, I thought. I remembered the lies it told and felt the rage it radiated. Then I remembered the rumors that surrounded the legend of the wizard that it could give you whatever you needed or were missing? A heart? A brain? Some courage? What was I missing? What did this mean? As the image and voices swirled through my head, I felt like I was getting nowhere. Then, suddenly, they found their way to my heart and moved me to pull back the curtain next to the wizard. Standing there with her hands on the controls was a little girl shaking in fear it was me. I knew in that moment the voice I'd been hearing since I was a child was hers. Behind that big, bold voice was the fear of a little girl that had grown bigger in a world that was scarier than she could manage. I felt deep in my heart she was only acting out of fear and her sole mission was to save me. What are you doing? I asked. No questions, I'm in control here, she replied, still looking forward. Why do you need to be in control? Because I'm... She paused. I'm terrified, she said, turning towards me with tears streaming down her face. In that moment, I felt her fear rise to the surface and into every corner of my body. I understood in an instant why she needed to do everything in her power to control me for all these years. She was terrified of being alone, abandoned, unloved, and unsafe... Terrified of never being enough, never being accepted, never being able to save the people she loved, never feeling calm or at peace. Then she looked at me and said, I'm terrified of leaving the box. What box, I thought. I took a deep breath in and suddenly remembered it. The box. When I was growing up, my home life was chaotic and volatile at times. One of my favorite places to play and hide was a big cardboard box we got when my parents bought a new refrigerator. I loved spending time in that box because I knew only God and me could fit. But playing sometimes became hiding when I heard the muffled sounds of people yelling and dishes breaking outside those cardboard walls. Since the moment she left that box, this little girl had become a master at trying to protect me from an unsafe world full of rage Tears, violence, and loneliness. So she created a new, slightly bigger box for me and over time, fortified those flimsy cardboard walls with materials meant to be panic-proof. And I sat by and watched as she extinguished my light and drowned me in a sea of anxiety. Remembering all this... I realized that little girl had built those walls to protect her from failure, pain, rejection, chaos, even death, and in doing so, had ignited and perpetuated this disorder. But if she held the key that kept me locked in, did she also hold the key to my escape? I knew then that rejecting her was not the answer. I realized that the only way to get where I wanted to be was to embrace her to show her the love and comfort she had been longing for since I was her age. I had to go back into that box with compassion and make her trust me enough to leave with me. I took her hands off the controls and held them in mine, and together we set out on our journey. We would have to walk through those years together so that I could understand what she was trying to do for me and experience them all over again while loving and protecting her. In saving her in those moments, I would save myself. This was my path to reconciliation and my road to redemption. It was not a road I would follow on a map, but one I would feel in my heart. In that moment, I was reminded of the chaotic sky and realized another line was drawn, from one star to another, revealing a little bit more of the picture and illuminating the next step on my path. I'd like to thank Wendy for sharing her book with us today, and thank you for listening to the Authors Read podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time!